one thing that happened to me, I got bullied. And people would, some of the kids at my school would play my videos of when I was a baby or Mm -hmm. like when I was like six or something of me uh, doing an inspirational video or something, they would put it on the school projector. Hmm. And so then all the kids would laugh at me. Bring attention and make fun of you more or less. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was really sad because now I associated creating videos with kids laughing at me. Welcome to the Rat Race Revolution Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Paul Teodo, and we created this podcast with the intention of letting you know that you can go after your dreams. So if you're stuck in some sort of a mundane life that is not consistent with your heart and your soul, we are bringing guests that will show you and tell you that you can go after your dreams. And I'm Brent Collier, another co-host, also joined by Michael Henry behind the scenes in the background, helping us produce this amazing podcast where we share our own personal experience of the hero's journey, the struggles that we've faced, and the challenges that we've overcome to live a life full of passion and purpose. We want to encourage you to do the same, to travel, to see the world, to live your best life, and hopefully by providing you with some amazing guests and interviews, we can encourage you to do the same. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and we're also going to, of course, have some wellness tips on yoga and meditation and dealing with anxiety, dealing with lower back pain. So there'll be lots of fun tips for all you wellness professionals out there. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much. I am your host, Brent Collier, and today we have an extraordinary episode for you. The prodigy of the unstoppable family, Hanalei Swan. She's been an international fashion designer. She's created several companies, and she has an very remarkable um, list of things that she's already accomplished, and she's only 13 years old. Welcome to the show, Hanalei. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you. Fantastic to have you. So you're a prodigy, (laughs) created so many things, and we've talked a little bit before the show, and you've created some incredible things already. Maybe before we dive into that, let's talk a little bit about your family. They're incredible. They've definitely been supporting you through this process. Um, Tell me a little bit about them. Yeah, so kind of where it all began was even before I was born. So it started uh, for a while, my mom and dad, we had a lot of money before I was born. We had a mansion, all these things, uh, kind of living the like American lifestyle, like having that white picket fence lifestyle where, oh, you work a uh, job, then you have a kid, then you're grown up in this big place. And they were kind of preparing me to have a perfect life. And so my mom and dad decided to invest in some real estate and that ended up leading to uh, us going bankrupt. So had no money in the account. Now we're living on the top of the hill, like literally best place ever. And now we have to lose all of it. And so then I was born and they decided we just sell everything and just start to travel because this has been a dream and something that my mom and dad have been wanting to do for a long time. And my dad uh, was actually uh, taken around the world by his father and shown the world. So he's like, I want to give that to my kid. So we sold everything. My mom and dad started working online and we started traveling the world. And now around, I think, 56 countries later in six continents, here I am. 
Wow. So it's oh, really amazing. You've had quite the journey. Yeah. It seems to be a generational thing from your family. Yeah. So here's a perfect example of destroying expectations of raising a child in normal modern society, that you're able to travel the world, able to actually still teach them and teach them about the world, give different perspectives and really grow. And you're a perfect example of this. Yeah, totally. And I feel like as we've traveled, it's been something where we, I've really been able to learn from the world and I've been really able to grow. I feel like it's looking at a different perspective of Absolutely. looking at the world, not through textbook, but actually be able to see it. Absolutely. Because a lot of times being American and like seeing news and stuff like that, we see so many stereotypes of the earth and we see so many stereotypes of certain people and uh, different races and different countries and oh that place is bad or oh this place is good like putting labels onto things and I think it's really amazing that I've been able to learn from the earth and I've been able to learn from the world and meet amazing people like you guys today where we've I've really been able to grow and learn from people. Yeah, that's an incredible experience to have. I remember when you grow up in America, it's America's the best. Yeah. We, we do everything right. The rest of the world follows our lead. It's because it's almost in a perspective where it's like um, how those horses have almost those yeah. side the blinders, glasses, yeah, to, yeah. the blinders to look forward. It's like when you're in America, like everything's about America's amazing. America's the best. And it's like the side blinders where you can't see the rest of the world. So I'm grateful that we've been able to travel and we've been able to open those eyes so we don't have to have yeah. those blinders yeah. on. Yeah, that's an experience that I didn't get until I was, I think, 20, after I went studied abroad in Thailand. And I was like, whoa, like, this is completely different than everything I've known. Maybe there are different perspectives in the world. So I can't even imagine what it's like to grow up with so many different countries, so many different perspectives right off the back. Yeah. That's incredible. Thank you. Um, maybe just dive into one of your favorite places that you have been or where you've taken the most from? Yeah, so I definitely would say that my favorite place would definitely be Bali. Yeah. We're here right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've been living here for five years, five plus years. I don't even keep count that much. Yeah, yeah. But I've been living here so long where I consider this my home. And uh, when I left America, I was like only barely even one years old. So it's like I never felt like I truly lived there. Mm. I felt like kind of I've lived all over the world and I've always been traveling constantly so it's like one month in one place another month in the other uh, and as I've grown up we started to stay in different countries for longer periods of time so I definitely say that Bali is our home base now and I love it because of the culture and the people that it brings one thing is that like I feel like Bali collectively brings different minds and different mindsets. So you kind of got people all around the world all coming for a certain thing and all asking for a certain thing and then bringing those connections together is what I really love. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's taken me 30 years to find this. And <laughs> yeah. You're definitely ahead of the mark on this. But Bali is a magical place. It just brings so many like-minded people together that are, I'd say, the I don't know, cream of the crop of where they're from. Yeah. And you can collaborate, you can create, which I'm sure has opened many doors for you. Definitely. And before we get into that, I'm curious, you, so you've never had a traditional upbringing in America. Do you ever wonder what that's like or what that would have been like if yeah. that were your life? Yeah, so definitely if, if we were able to take back my story and look back even before I was born when my mom and dad were in all of these amazing places and like had a big house and like two, th like three cars, 
uh, dogs and stuff like this, kind of like the perfect American yeah. lifestyle that everyone wants is like, I feel like to be totally honest, if I were brought up in that space, I feel like I would be very stuck up and I feel like I wouldn't be open to all the amazing things that we have with the earth. And I feel like I would have been brought up with a lot more mater- uh, materialistic values. And I think that's something that I really appreciate now is that I was brought up literally all I had was a suitcase with a few pairs of clothing and just a few sketchbooks uh, so I could draw. And we brought that all around the world. And then every time we would buy new stuff in that place, we would give it back and donate it. And I feel like I can definitely see where I could have been, but I don't think I have a clear vision on what could have happened. But I feel like I have lots of friends and family members who live in America and have kind of seen the different ways how we process things and in different ways how uh, we have grown up and kind of different values we have. And you can see pretty drastically different values and beliefs that are aligned with that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the, the way I was growing up and it took a while of traveling to change that perspective yeah. that you don't need everything that you think you need, the car, the house, the, yeah. all the furniture and name brand luxury items yeah, and those are nice but yeah. you don't need them yeah and at the end of the day doing things like traveling really open your eyes when you can only bring a suitcase so it really makes you prioritize the things that you need totally. which is a really profound experience that i think everyone should do go travel come to bali go <laughs> see the world <laughs> yeah i think you're a big supporter of that as well yeah um now Growing up in this alternative lifestyle and having incredible parents as you had has been very rewarding and giving you lots of opportunity. Tell me some of the challenges that you faced during this time. Um, what has been difficult for you and has been maybe a roadblocker to grow into who you are today? Totally. So kind of where my story all began to kind of paint a picture for the people who might be watching uh kind of my story is when i was around seven years old i got asked what do i want to be now instead of what do i want to be when i grow up and i think that's a really important thing because that's kind of what shifted my mindset into what i want to do into what i want to create because i feel like especially people who are living in america and just places all around the world kids my age are getting asked every day, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. What do you want to be in the future? And we may think that may be a little bit of not uh, of a harmless statement, but I feel like when I got asked, what do I want to be now in the present tense? Absolutely. It made me look forward to, I can create, I can make, I can do whatever I want now and I don't have to wait for it. Because when we put, oh, what do you want to be in the future? It's like putting kind of that social standard of we have to go to school, we have to go to college, we have to get a job, we have to get married, we have to have kids. Kind of this lifestyle that a lot of people have planned for us and I feel like we don't get to choose in that sense. And then after you retire, then you can have fun. Then you can like do what you want by if you want to be a painter or something, you can do that after. Yeah. Like you won't have time for it. And so I feel like when we put it in the tense of you can do something now, especially as a kid, of course our minds are so expansive and we're so much more creative. Like uh, as we grow up, we start to lose that spark of inspiration, of creativity. So when we're younger, our mind is full of ideas. So immediately when my mom and dad asked me that, I said, 
I want to be a artist. I want to be a fashion designer. I want to be a videographer, all these things. And I knew from the get-go that I always wanted to be in a creative path and that I wanted to be in a space of creativity. And so I decided, why don't I try fashion? Why don't I try something that's out of my comfort zone and that I've always loved to do, which is like whenever my mom would go shopping, style her, grab clothing for her, do that. And so that's kind of where I started in with a dream and a mission to be able to want to create what I love now. And especially since my parents are entrepreneurs now, they run their own business online. That's how we can travel now. Um, they uh, definitely taught me a lot of values of being able to create your own business. And they're like, yeah, you're a kid. We're the marketers. Let's help you. Let's make your dreams a reality and help you guide into a space where you don't have to work. You don't have to uh, work a job and that you can do what you love now. And so I feel like that is what set me up for who I am now, which I'm so grateful for. And yeah, so I started creating fashion and I started creating my designs and I've had help from a lot of people. My parents, uh, we found people to help create and sew these designs and I've been able to sell them around the world as I travel. And one thing that I, um, one thing that kind of changed my perspective with fashion is I started noticing a few things in life. I started noticing things like plastic in the rivers. I started noticing little things like pollution. And it's like when you don't think about it, you don't see it. It's like, oh, think of a red car when you're driving on a street. Now you'll see so many more red cards because now you're aware of it. And so for me, I started thinking about pollution. I start to see plastic. I'm like, that shouldn't be there. This is, a, this is a, a lake or this is a river. This is the beach. That shouldn't be there. And I started noticing more things like that. And something that I realized is I stayed up researching all night about like plastic and about fast fashion versus slow fashion, which is basically the way we manufacture clothing. Um, and I saw this and I'm like, wait, this is what I want to create. I want to create fashion. But the one thing I don't want to create is pollution. I don't want to create things that hurt the earth. And so one big thing that made me leap and made me go into a new space was learning about that and learning about what happens in the world. And uh, a few facts that I have is like a single cotton t-shirt takes 750 gallons of water to create. Wow. And that's drinking water for one person for over two and a half years. Just for one t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. And that's for the standard recommended like uh, drinking amount is like for two years, someone can drink yeah. that amount of water. Yeah. And it's crazy how fast we're wasting it just by a t-shirt. Right. And then big corporations are not paying their workers enough. Uh, they outsource to places like India, Bangladesh, China to manufacture cheap and to make prices go up. And it's sad how corporations are taking advantage of, one, the plants and the fabric that we used to make, and two, the people that make them. And they're not paying these workers a living wage. People are dying uh, hundreds a day just from um, the buildings crashing because they're not being quality checked. So everything is so spaced out where we are not noticing it right. and people aren't seeing it in the world. They're just seeing a product from H&M or Zara Forever 21. They're seeing those and they're like, name brands, yeah. good. 
but we really need to dive deep into what our values are held by. And um, that's something that's been a very important mission to me. But um, kind of to answer your question, because I went off a tangent to kind of like show kind of where I'm at and what I've created to make sure that they can understand like these are the things I've dealt with. And so to answer your question, some struggles I've had and some struggles I've dealt with with creating my company. Um, Some of the struggles I've had is that I feel like it's mainly been me. I feel like I've been so grateful to be able to work with my parents, to be able to find amazing people to network with and to create this business with, and I've had so much support. But I feel like as I've grown up, I, I've, I, my parents have been filming and have been making videos and we've been doing inspirational videos ever since I was like uh, born, six years old to like now we still make content like that. We've always been on social media. And so um, one thing that happened was I would go to school everywhere I traveled to. I never wanted to homeschool. Okay, so I, always, okay. I always wanted to feel rooted into yeah, a place. Yeah. So whenever we traveled, I'd enroll in a new school. And um, one of the schools that I went to, um, I, I stayed there for a, a while and I started getting bullied. Mm. And I felt like I was getting pushed aside in a lot of the moments. And that really lowered my yeah. self-esteem. And we can look at it as like getting bullied may not be a big deal. Uh, but to like someone who's may, maybe not had uh, as much trauma in their life, that one source of trauma can be super expansive to the whole rest of their life and yeah yeah and it's like an example um maybe you uh your biggest thing that could have happened was way worse than maybe a kid losing their pet goldfish or their pet goldfish dying but to that kid they've never had any other source of trauma so Mm -hmm. that pet goldfish dying is the worst (laughs) thing to ever happen to them in their life and so just to put it in perspective of our years and how we've grown up, it's uh, really thinking about that and really working with that. So one thing that happened to me, I got bullied. And people would, some of the kids at my school would play my videos of when I was a baby or like when I was like six or something of me uh, doing an inspirational video or something, they would put it on the school projector. Hmm. And so then all the kids would laugh at me. Bring attention and make fun of you more or less. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was really sad because now I associated creating videos with kids laughing at me. And so it's that association in the mind. It's hard to break that trauma once it gets repeated in over and over. So for a while, I stopped creating videos. I stopped making content. And then people would not like my artwork or they would laugh at my artwork stopped creating artwork, stopped doing the things that made me happy. And as we grow up, I feel like uh, there's a lot of people that will nitpick you Mm -hmm. and that will bring you down with what you create and will say things like, say little comments that are like, oh, that shirt doesn't look good on you. Or, oh, maybe you should change your hair. Or like little things like that, which make us feel insecure and then make us want to change. Because now we associate, oh, if I have my hair like this, then uh, people are not going to like me. And And so it's that association with negative emotions. Causes you to conform with other people, which loses your spark and And your creativity. It's that conformity. That's what puts us into the space of we need to do this. We need to go to school, go to college, get a job, have a family. It's that conformity that puts us all into that space. And so I dealt with 
um, when I was getting bullied, I felt really sad and I felt like I didn't have any inspiration to create anything. Mm -hmm. And I still deal with a lot of self-esteem issues, uh, even to this day from little things like that, that I'm, uh, I feel like I've passed away from that aren't a part of my life anymore. But I feel like that was definitely uh, a pretty big thing for me and kind of bringing myself down slowly, almost feeling like the Titanic, like it's. Uh, but instead of having the iceberg there, it's just I'm steering the ship into the water. Right, right. And it was my emotions that were getting the best of me. And I've learned and I'm learning in the process to just remember to do what I love and to be me. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing it's is that... The key to life right there. Yep. Key to life <laughs> is that instead you don't need to be like anyone else. You don't need to conform. Do what makes you happy. Right. If that's artwork, if that's travel, if that's creating a garden do what makes you happy and i feel like a main thing with my parents is that they only wanted me to be happy so they guided me into a space where i could be happy so i didn't have to work a job i didn't have to do any things i could create a business off of what made me happy right and i think that's something so powerful especially to learn unfortunately you had to go through the bullying situation to kind of understand this but many people get bullied or they get treated and then they conform and they lose that spark within them. Yeah. But it's really, especially as you grow older, the, the unique people, the people who stand on their own that really are destined to make a difference in other people in their own life, they're enjoyable, and then as a result they attract other people of yeah. the same caliber, which is quite incredible. Yeah. Now, you've talked about some conformity with the other students now how, how do you feel about some conformity with your parents i'm sure they pressure you to do things that you may not necessarily want to do or maybe you do um, i'm sure there's some aspirations i want to meet their expectations i want to like, provide i want to do a, a high caliber and i want to do everything and live up to my expectations how do you deal with that um, on that level yeah, so I feel like with my parents, I feel like, um, I keep on saying I feel like, but I really believe that as I've grown up, they've made sure that I have choice in everything. Yeah, good. Ever since I was, ever since I was really young, they would always let me choose anything. So it's like, oh, do you want to eat at the pizza restaurant or do you want to go get tacos? And I would right. be like, I want to get pizza. So like little small things, yep. including choice, because with kids, a lot of the time we get shunned down into, um, oh, you... Uh, or like, oh, I'll make the decisions, just do whatever, Uh, and not letting them have choice in things. And I think introducing, being able to have the choice and being able to let your kid choose will make them way more independent for the future and not make sure they have to rely on them, uh, rely on their parents. Um, So I think that's definitely something that has helped me so much is that having that choice. But of course, uh, I feel like, there has been some things where I feel like I've had to live up to their expectations or I've had to um, do certain things or like, oh, am I making them proud? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like all I want to do is make people proud. And I've been realizing that it's not about making other people proud. It's about making myself proud. And I, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So totally, just learning to be proud of myself, yes. and not have other people influence my decisions, 
but I feel like I'm still dealing with that and I'm still processing that. It's a process. That. You'll, you'll, it's you'll a process. You're ahead of the curve. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still learning it. Everyone's still learning that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to yeah. learn how to just let go of other people's opinions. Yeah. Not letting it affect them. Sense. We're Val- in a community. Yeah, we're in a value, society. Taking we- the ones that are valued and taking the ones that are criticism yeah. or praise and using that, but letting go of the stuff that are like just negative comments just to be negative. Yeah. I feel like I've been on social media for a while where I've seen a lot of <laughs> negative comments that's come my yeah. way. Like people have said like, oh, this kid, it's just, it's all made up. All her whole life is a lie. I'm like, if my whole life is a lie, then how am I here right now? Yeah. <laughs> so I've dealt with, and I've learned to process things and I've learned to go with the flow and go with the journey. And I'm definitely dealing with uh, a lot of like learning how to let go of that praise yeah. and learning how to let go of relying on people and not feeling like I'm at my highest point or oh if I don't do this they're not going to be proud of me oh if I do this they're not going to be happy and learning just to live by myself and live in my own space of happiness right words of wisdom right there (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you let's unpack the last 10 minutes Um, (laughs) you've got had a lot of words of truth there and an incredible story about even starting with the understanding of not what you're going to do but what you're going to be is a, a huge human truth of learning to live in the moment and not just what is going to happen in the future. Especially as a kid, I think when I was your age, I was skateboarding and playing Pokemon cards, not thinking about <laughs> creating businesses and um, being successful and, and yeah. doing the things that I wanted to well, do. Well, even now, I surf and skateboard. Oh, I perfect. Good. My All right. So you're still a kid. I'm still a kid. Yeah. I still Don't ever fun. grow up. It's I'm, a... <laughs> I'm not just a business <laughs> yeah, person yeah. or guru good, or good. whatever you want to call me. I have a whole group of friends where I go surfing almost Amazing. every other day. Keep doing that. Don't so. ever lose that. <laughs> yeah. And so you, with this question that you were asked is, what do you want to be, you've unpacked it into something that you want to create some of that fire within you and you said fashion this is an area of my life that I want to be in it fuels me it makes me excited I'm doing it for me and what I found remarkable is that you still considered the bigger environment and the ecosystem with the trash and the waste and how are we sustainably going to create these products mm-hmm. and because Previously, over the past 50, 100 years, it's all been produce, 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 make things at whatever cost. What's our bottom line? How are we going to make money? And we'll figure out the waste and the trash later, which is now falling onto your generation to figure out. Yeah, the past generation is putting it on to us, so we'll deal with it. Right. And it's realizing, especially in this generation, realizing way there's big problems with our ecosystem and our earth and if we actually want to live on this planet we got to fix this absolutely planet first. absolutely so to see you taking steps forward into that is quite incredible and to even have that recognition um, of how to approach that is quite incredible so you've created this business this fashion business and it's been successful you were on shark tank uh, I wasn't on Shark Tank, but I got picked. Uh, I got pitched by a Shark Tank. And okay. A, one of the investors yeah. who's worked with Shark Tank. So you okay? Past. So you were in the the funnel of the Shark Tank and got pitched and turned that down because you wanted to focus yeah. on your sustainability and, and not compromise my values. Absolutely. It's kind of like um, 
what I can't remember the saying, but there's like a little example of like, oh, the devil, like, oh, I can give you all these things, but at what cost? Uh-huh. And it's like, you can have the amazing life you live, but you have to compromise your values. Absolutely. That was kind of like how I saw it. And we ended up turning it down because I'm like, the whole point why I started this was to make myself happy to it doesn't mean I have to be successful but to be able to like help the environment at least a little bit at a time and if I'm totally compromising that just for fame and for greed I'm like what is the point of it absolutely right and I can relate to that too as I've been the last decade decade and a half I was in business and I saw some of the ugly sides of business and it's like I don't know if I want to be in this just morally just environmentally this is not a path to a sustainable future. So um, kudos to you for taking that path and following your heart, which has now led you to a successful business. And I hear you're growing another one. Maybe tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so right now I'm working on a new company called Unify okay. uh, Masks and Apparel. And when the coronavirus hit and when this pandemic hit it was really scary because uh we were almost having to let go of all of our employees and having to shut it down uh but because now we don't have any people who are buying our stuff now we don't have any money that's coming in so it's almost like bleeding money um but we decided instead of shutting it down to pivot And we realized that we can change what our direction is. We can keep the company, just put it in a new direction where it's what people need. We can help people even more. And that's my want to be able to help people and to either help our earth, help people, help our ecosystem. And so we started creating uh, something called Unify Masks and Apparel, where Mm -hmm. we created face masks with the fabric we had. Actually, right over here, I was thinking, I wonder if she makes face masks. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. And so we're creating that so it can be functionally fabulous. Yeah. So you can have super colorful, fun prints all on your face mask and kind of share your personality with what you create and then also keeping a little bit of the sa- uh, sustainability for some of the bags that we use yeah. we uh, use recycled plastic and we use uh, things like the liner on the inside we use bamboo Great. and so incorporating that fun and incorporating the eco-friendly side of it to be able to kind of balance that out and especially being able to help people uh, especially now with yeah. everything going on. That's incredible. So, so and now we've provided over hundreds of oh, we've provided over hundreds of jobs for people on this island. Oh wow! So wow! So we can really help yeah, people. It's not just you; you're empowering it's, other people yeah, too. Yeah, totally. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And Thank you. you're really following the principle of adapt or die, which is in <laughs> business you have to adapt to the changing yeah. world, and we've all been thrown this curveball of. COVID-19 and uh, you got to experience some of the downsides of business which I'm sure you had the highs when it was going great now you've had the lows and now now you're not letting it freeze you you're moving forward yeah just moving forward moving right back on up and that's something you're going to face opportunities in your life we all do it's how you approach them and use that momentum to carry you forward which makes all the difference in the world And so you've created this business Unify in Bali, and it's going to be situated in Bali. And then we can share all across the world. We're shipping them worldwide. And one of the things we talked about earlier was Bali bringing together so many like-minded people and people like yourself, other influential people in the world. How has this helped shape your business? 
I feel like it's amazing because we've had so many like-minded people who have been able to help us. Uh, I have a business partner. Uh, her name is Jessica, and she's been helping me with all the fun, creative designs and putting the business in place. And it's kind of a merge of both of our companies to be able to create something super fun. Okay, so she uh, has a company. Yeah, too as she has well. a company okay. as well. And so we've pivoted uh, both of our companies to create one. Amazing. And it's that partnership and it's that collaboration, and then finding amazing people like you guys. Yeah who um, have been able to share this platform yeah. and who've been able to share this. And it's really incredible about how individual and how amazing uh, in what people create and what people are able to make. Right, right. Yeah, and you're taking that next step forward. And yeah. just, I'm excited to check in on you in 10 years and <laughs> yeah. see what, what you're creating and have totally. built by then. Totally. Um, speaking of what you're doing and being now, what are your other interests? You have fashion, you said skateboarding, surfing. Yeah. Are you focused primarily on those or are you still exploring other areas of your life that you maybe want to dive into? Yeah, so at heart, I feel like I'm an artist. Okay. So I create my own artwork. I'm soon, later this month, I'm going to do a challenge where I draw every single day oh, wow. and create okay. a new piece of artwork yeah. every single day. And so I create a lot of fun characters uh, and I put a lot of meaning and I put a lot of love into these creations. So at heart, I feel like I'm an artist and then I use kind of what I love, uh, each little thing that are an extension of artwork. So fashion is an extension of artwork, mm -hmm. uh, painting, um, all these things and kind of at heart keeping that value of I want to create, I want to make, I want to be a creative. And so kind of expanding that into different spaces that are out of my comfort zone. Right. And so I've been a lot of recently have been surfing a lot. So I've been having fun in the ocean, learning how to longboard. And then, uh, yeah, so I've been just artwork has been my main yeah. thing right now. Yeah. So you're a creative individual at heart. Yeah. And you're finding these different avenues to express yourself. Totally. Now, most creative people, not all, but most creative people are very in the clouds and not so much grounded they're they're thinking about creating not necessarily about business and it's just very flowy mm -hmm. um, as i'm sure you've met people like this yeah. um, now you seem very grounded where did you get this business and logical and where did you learn all these skills yeah so my parents are very going through business yeah. and like very um I, I would say creative and more of the analytical side yeah. or more of like the business making side. Absolutely. And uh, I feel like I've, I, I don't know how they've uh, given birth to an yeah, artist yeah, and like a super, <laughs> like I want to draw and I want to paint. Cause last time I saw my mom paint, it didn't come out in the best way. I love you though. But like, I'm going to say, I, de I definitely, I already know I didn't get my talents from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I feel like it's that merge of like, uh, having my super creative side and having me just want to paint all day and then being able to have my parents side where I want to uh, it's like what my dad always says is it's like um, it's like an 80 20 so 80% uh, you're like creating and making that or it's like a 50 50 50% of the time you're creating 
Uh, the other 50% of the time, you're marketing. Mm -hmm. And so it's having that balance because it's like, you don't want to be that starving artist. You yeah, want to be able to, exactly. you want to yeah. be able to create and then you want to be able to have people to see that. So right. it's learning how to balance. And so if I want to be an artist, I got to be a marketer. Absolutely. So it's learning that. It's incredible that you've learned that because most people live in one side <laughs> of the world. They're very creative, no money, or all yeah. business, no creativity. <laughs> yeah. So you've been able to fuse those two worlds together, mm -hmm. which is quite incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and to see, I mean, if you haven't checked it out, we've interviewed both of her parents on separate episodes. They're incredible. And to see what they've um, instilled in you is quite powerful. Um, now, you've got a lot of this experience from this alternative lifestyle of traveling. And do you have any more aspirations to continue traveling? Or are you pretty, like grounded here in Bali and want to focus on you and growth and is well, that yeah so well right now I don't think I'm traveling anytime soon with what's happening in the world yeah, yeah. and how the borders are closed and stuff uh traveling has always been a part of me I've been having a lot of FOMO right now from not being right. able to okay. visit new countries and this is actually the longest I feel like I've stayed in wow. one place <laughs> so it feels very weird yeah uh so like longest I've stayed in Bali and stuff it's been over I think eight months by now okay or something okay uh because usually during a normal year we travel uh and go to america to like go to burning man speak at a bunch of you've been to burning man. yeah oh. yeah I, I i forced my parents to come with me oh yeah they uh, were. <laughs> yeah I, I did a whole presentation and pitched them on it okay um, so like usually we would I'll go to your camp <laughs> <laughs> yeah so usually we'd go to burning man and then i would speak at like maybe five different events and then we would travel to like places like australia and go there and mainly it's just been guided by speaking and speaking around the world um and then being able to visit people and uh yeah create different places cool. and it's been yeah yeah fun. so you're not burnt out from that you still want to explore no no and go. I, good. like literally my future goal uh when i'm older is to be able to buy my own van and just travel around the country Amazing. and just go surfing at a bunch of different places yeah, so that's right. my that's my end goal so <laughs> yeah. that's amazing yeah that's i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> totally Wow, um, you've got the full package. You are traveler, fashionista, um, creator, businesswoman, burner, um, surfer. You've got it all going on. Um, you're definitely ahead of the curve for your age range and for most people, I think all of us in this room. Um, so happy to have you on the show. It's Thank really you. awesome to hear your story about how you've gone through this transformation in only 13 years of your life. I am beyond excited to see what happens in the next 10, 20, and just Thank to see you. what you create and what you come up with. And you've done an incredible job um, just living your life to being you and being your fullest potential, which I think is something that we can all learn from. And so you're definitely a source of inspiration for others with kids, kids themselves, Michael, Paul. I mean, even your mom, I'm for sure, is inspired by you. So thank you for being on the show, sharing thank your you journey so with us. We really appreciate it. Thank and you. Thank you for listening. This is the Rat Race Rebellion podcast. I'm Brent Collier. This is Hanalei Swan. This is an incredible episode. If you haven't checked it out, we have both of her parents in previous episodes. The whole family is incredible. So take a listen, and thanks for watching. Be unstoppable. Unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, guys. Yeah. Awesome.
Amazing. Yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> nice. nice work. I am your co-host, Paul Teodo. We created this podcast with the intention of really bringing awareness to the gifts that come when you travel the world. And next year in 2021, I have a bunch of events coming up. In February 2021, we have a 200-hour yoga teacher training in Bali, Indonesia. And then in June, I have two retreats, one in the south of France and one in Santorini, Greece. If you're interested in any of these experiences, you can follow me at Teodo Yoga Guitar on Instagram. Send me a message, or you can visit elementsofpoweryoga.com for the teacher training. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.